Is it music for the masses? Welcome back to Isopod, the isolation podcast music courtesy of Sacred Lime. As always, I'm joined by Corey Erickson this evening uh, during election season, election night, day two. Um, joined by a special guest tonight, um, longtime friend, uh, loyal fan of the podcast, Tess Abbott. Um, live from, where are you right now? I'm live from Spokane, Washington. Um, Having recently reelected our darling governor, Jay Inslee, and so thrilled to be joining you on the pod. I am a big fan. I would say my listenership has dropped, dropped off in recent times, but I would also blame that on the fact that the episodes have dropped off. So those two things lined up, <laughs> but I did listen to the most recent episodes, so I'm ready to go. Ready to go. And we're glad to have yeah. you. <laughs> Very glad. Very Thank glad. Thank you. Do I need to like introduce myself with like my musical background and why I'm like... That won't be necessary. Somebody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Tell us. <laughs> no. No. I just want to make sure that I seem like I have credibility. <laughs> well, you know, that's a, that's a good transition um, because we usually start the podcast with a, uh, with a question that Corey uh, typically forgets um, about... So um, I'm just going to start with you, Tess. What have you been listening to recently? It can really be your whole life since you haven't been on this show Yeah, before. really the last 25, <laughs> six years. Okay, good. Well, I will admit, and maybe you guys know about this about me from our time as friends, I am kind of a passive music listener. Like, I think no. this week preparing for this podcast was the most music I've listened to in like potentially a year (laughs) that I just I find an album that I like and occasionally I'll throw it on but I am not one of those people that has to have music in the background all the time so I would say what I've been listening to recently the most has been folklore um just because it's mellow and that's kind of my vibe Feel that? Yeah. Corey and I are both big folklore people. I'm. It's uh, it's definitely been on repeat for me as well. It just kind of goes in and out, you know. It's just can't really find flaws with it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and I I was just telling this story tonight that I just was babysitting, nannying my nephew Jack, and he oh Jack, another Jack, big fan of the pod, I'm sure. Um, And he, I found when he was having a tantrum that the second I put on folklore, starting with the one, the second the first note hit, he would be quiet. And it worked like time and time again. So I think that made it more of a favorite for me um, because it kept me from a screaming baby. Yeah, incredible. So for you, uh, babysitters (laughs) or moms out there, folklore. (laughs) Yeah. Our target audience. Is, I was going to say, <laughs> how many babysitters and Jack, moms a, listen to the podcast? <laughs> that's right. We're, we're trying to expand our audience, our demographic. Right. Uh, right. Jack, what have you right. been listening to? Uh, um, 
All right, so um, I've been obsessed over um, this new artist that uh, I just discovered over the weekend, James Ivey. He only has like four songs out, uh, but he's like alternative punk kind of uh, deal. Um, yeah, I, there's these two songs, Staring Contest and Yearbook, that I've just been uh, listening to on repeat the last couple of days. Um, and then also, uh, Bon Iver. So shout out Bon Iver, um, who actually has, uh, he was doing a lot of campaigning for, uh, for Biden in the Eau Claire area in Wisconsin. So shout out Justin Vernon. Um, Cor, what about you? Uh, not a lot. Jack and I have been, um, doing these Spotify listening sessions. So we just listen to the exact same music now. So what yeah. does that mean? A Spotify listening session. It's the best thing that I didn't know existed until last Friday. It's going to be like our, new, our new someone... mode of um, reaching our listeners going forward. We're all just going to join into listening sessions every Thursday night when new music's drop and we'll have Jack or me at the controls and everyone's listening to the same thing. No one else yeah. will like okay, it, but cool. Jack and I have a lot of fun with it. It's our but you today. don't do you like talk or like message? We're just it? texting throughout it, yeah. And then okay. we can like. It would be cool if it had like, like a fantasy football type function where you could like be messaging during it. You know, yeah. I guess like okay. if you can text people. But I'm thinking like when you have your millions of listeners on your listening session, how will you hear what they're thinking? Right. Live? I think Spotify's right. only allowing five people in a group right now, but. Okay. As well, as that Bob sounds appropriate. Starts to expand. We'll we'll be contacting them. Um, right. Outside right. of that, I mean, it's basically the same music I've been talking about the last few times. Griselda, Freddie, Ka, that yep. that uh, realm of rap, and then like Phoebe Bridgers. So, not much new. Besides all the new music we're going to talk about since last episode. Um, yeah, and as I recall, last first, episode, Corey, we uh, we promised our fans that we would record the next week, and it's been three weeks. Right, uh, which so isn't we, that bad. Have, it's not that bad. We did get no, called we, out we, by uh, Davis. Shout out to our loyal listener, Davis, um, who I think is our only loyal listener, so um, we appreciate <laughs> that. And he, he, he did call us out, especially after Jack posted the episode very late on Instagram, but we don't need to get into that. that's on me me, davis my my apologies there so actually Uh, remind me wait remind me from the last episode i was talking to our our friend peter about this you guys were talking about like a basically like a whole family of artists right that all have names that are like kind of weird to me do you know what i'm talking about are we talking about benny the butcher west side gun and conway the machine yeah, oh okay, gosh, I didn't that realize. Is a great segue, Tess. Benny the Butcher. Okay, wow. Wow. Because. <laughs> I did not realize that he was part of the the family. Yeah, so this yeah. is Griselda. They are a rap group. There are three primary members, um, Benny the Butcher, Conway, and Westside. I believe Westside and Conway are brothers, and then I know mm-hmm. Benny is definitely cousins with both of them. So I think they've also added Boldy James and maybe someone else to Griselda, but those yeah, are the three right. main guys. Um, but I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Benny the Butcher, 
dropped Burden of Proof two weeks ago now. Um, and I've talked, I've raved about West Side Guns, Pray for Paris, and then Conway the Machine last last time. Mm-hmm. And th- this was mm-hmm. kind of Benny's coming out party for me. Um, he makes his bid for Best Griselda Album of 2020, in my opinion. This one produced entirely by Hit Boy, so certainly a different feel to this album. But but don't worry, the Griselda skits stay golden, and we have features you'd expect from Conway, Westside, Freddie, Rick Ross, Wheezy, Big Sean, Don Kennedy, uh, Queen Nyjah, the, the, the beat on... Uh, the the Freddie track and him going back and forth with Benny is the biggest highlight for me. Um, yep. I started jotting down bars, but it was pages long. Um, that 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 <laughs> Clippers line is funny every time. Um, on New Streets, Benny talks about losing his brother and having his doors kicked in as a child. So he's he he kind of calls out the glamorization of street life um, in rap. For people he doesn't think have uh, fully experienced it, I guess. Um, so, yeah, the skit at the end of War Paint is too funny. Talking just there's this guy making fun of uh, Benny the Butcher. Who, what they got? Slim the Meat Clever, and it's just hilarious. Uh, Benny and nice. I, I, I butchered it, but. Oh, oh. <laughs> feel <laughs> Benny and Griselda. I mean, yep. they, they definitely feel like this success and notoriety was a long time coming. Um, he says on uh, the truck with Freddie this year, three in the beginning of a 10 year run. And yeah, th- th- this definitely stacks up with my favorite rap albums of 2020. So I'd recommend that one for the fans listening Absolutely. out there. Tess, any hot takes? I enjoyed it. Um, Definitely not my go-to genre, which is obviously why I'm on this podcast. That's right. Um, But I did like it, I think, more than I thought. And you can tell me if there's a technical term for this, but I like when songs play, like, sounds or recordings from, like, not a song, like a weird like siren or like a weird random conversation or like a news show. Yeah. Like, or like a really crazy, like news headline, like moment in history, they'll like play that. And then the song starts. I don't know how you'd explain that, but I feel like that happened a couple times, at least in the first three songs that I listened to. Like like mini, mini skits. Yeah. 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 I agree. It kind of adds a, uh, like a story to the whole album. Um, yeah. Great take. And um, spoiler, I don't know if you guys like to spoil the next ones that you're going to talk about, sure. but I definitely liked this better than um, Snot. Definitely oh enjoyed this Tess more. is really going to rip into Snot, which, I mean, he yeah. wasn't one of the ones I was really going to talk about, but I do like that album. So, Jack, you, Jack, okay. let's let's What's next? Let's delay it. Um, well, let's just transfer over to, uh, this is an EP that dropped, um, uh, I think it was the night that we posted the last episode. Um, we didn't really know what to expect, really, but this is the new James Blake EP called Before. Um, it dropped and, right, like, ten minutes before we recorded last time. Oh, it was during it was during the recording. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but man, I was just absolutely blown away um, by this four track EP. So, you know, very, very short. Um, but yeah, there's, there's experimentation all across this, this EP, um, starting with the intro, I keep calling, um, you know, it's got these insane vocal effects that Blake adds, um, adds over, um, the entire song. And, uh, he's got this like otherworldly production, um, and we get a, a complete switch in the vibe of the track after like the one minute mark. Um, that song just takes me somewhere. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's just like this really strong use of, of this soft instrumentation with, with James's, um, voice that like really, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's super powerful. Um, and he uses his voice, not just for the main vocals too, but also, uh, for the, like he samples his own voice for the, for the production in that song, which I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a, a version of sampling, I guess. Um, and then the next track before has this, has this like dystopian trippy feeling, um, like this glitchy effect all throughout that. So that's like a crazy transition. Um, and then I think this is Corey's favorite song from the EP. Do you ever, um, which is a pretty drastic switch up. I think it's, I mean, it, it, it fits the, the vibe of the, of the EP, but it's a lot more up, up tempo, um, and more of like a dance tune, I guess, than the others. Um, uh, but it still maintains that like dystopian feel, um, where James Blake is lamenting over this past relationship where he sings throughout the song. Do you ever think about me? Um, and then the EP ends with summer of now where he reflects on the COVID season that we've been in, uh, for the majority of 2020. Um, uh, but also, uh, talks about the place that he finds himself in personally in 2020 versus, uh, back in 2015, he continues to refer back to the summer of 2015. Um, so overall I was just blown away by, uh, this four track, uh, EP and it actually has, it's stuck with me more than a lot of full-length albums have um, this year, um, which is why I gave it the nod for my um, album of the year, album, album of the month Cheater. for <laughs> October. So Wow. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything to add. You went more in-depth than I would have. I liked all four songs a lot, a lot. I was talking to Jack just, I mean, this run, James Blake is on is pretty incredible in assume form to all the singles he's dropped in between oh yeah so. i mean assume form was one of my favorites from uh from last year and then uh you're too precious the, there's all these singles yeah oh my god yeah. on repeat since anyway um enough about james blake what else you got core unless tess you have anything to add to that agree 100 percent. 100 percent. Corey, let's what drops, else you got let's uh go to the gorillas and song machine yes. season one let me start by saying i really hated this type of album rollout um it was eight <laughs> singles over 11 months just come yeah, on uh but considering i loved what? all eight singles i was still a 
very stoked. I, I kind of didn't even realize that this is was actually the release date, and then, like, there's this confusion about, like, the deluxe version. I don't even know which ones are actually a part of the deluxe, but it doesn't really matter. Um, MLS with Peggy and Chai is the cutest little Peggy-verse I've ever heard. Not, nothing I've ever heard from JPEG Mafia before. Um, Dead Butterflies with Kano and... Uh, Roxanne Arius is this groovy, bumpy track about uh, dead relationships. Opium with Earth Gang is this really out-of-left-field, grandiose thematic shift that was unexpected but very pleasant as a whole. I think the album jumps from sound to sound and theme to theme pretty seamlessly. I mean, there's not a super constant throughout, but I thought it was curated well. Uh, I mean, as a, as a group of songs, um, I'm already ready to crown it my favorite Gorillaz album. Uh, I don't know, it's up Plastic Beach, but wow, I there 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 isn't a song I I really dislike on here, and there's only a few I don't love. So yeah, I mean, we talked about it's a pretty Phantom, good formula. Uh, Pink Phantom last episode, I believe, and that song continues to blow me away. Pink Phantom with Elton John in black. Uh, Elton John in black, it's, yeah. The very like, first single with Slow Tie still might be the best song on there, but. Oh, uh, Momentary Bliss? Yeah, that's the one. Tess, did you hear yeah. it, Gorillaz? This was where I failed on my homework. I did not listen to Gorillaz. Hey, that's fine. I think you might like this one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How, why do you say that? Um, I mean, it's 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 an easy, it, not easy. It's it's an accessible listen. Like there aren't a lot of sounds on here that are really um, off-putting or like uh, acquired taste or anything like it's that. It's a lot more accessible uh, than Benny the Butcher or uh, Snot. Let's just yeah. put it that way. As long as it's more accessible than Snot. Yeah. All right. Well, wait, and there's a song with Elton John. There is Elton John and yeah, and Black, who's a um, contemporary hip hop R and B artist. It's quite the collab. Okay. I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah, I'll buy it. It's pretty special. Great. Uh, Jack, I'll you text jump you my in? report next yes, week. Please. Next time you guys record, you can just make sure the listeners know. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just let you know how I felt because I know the listeners are gonna. We're teasing it now. They're gonna want to know the, what my response was. Yeah, they'll be hanging on yeah, the edge they, of their Yeah, they seats. will not be happy that we're not giving your take tonight. Um, Did so test much, much like Nevada. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, Jack, <laughs> exactly. Jimmy Make Stack. a wink. <laughs> what do you got on Jimmy Stack, Jack? I know you. I got a lot on that. Jimmy Stack, Corey. Let me tell you something right now. Um, this is an artist, you guys, that I was not expecting. Um, uh, I was not expecting. Um, I've never heard of this artist before this year. So I was not expecting to love his debut album as much as I did. We hadn't heard um, of this artist until Lucas sent me the Summer Sweat song with Dijon. Oh, was that a Lucas wreck? Uh, that's how I heard of it, yeah. Oh, my goodness, Lucas. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, man, um, Jimmy Stack, he, he dropped that Sweet Summer Sweat song with Dijon that, that I've had on repeat for sure. Um, and then... Uh, dropped that single with Boney Vare, um, who I touched on at the start of the of the show, um, as 
you know, I've just been listening to him a ton. Um, but yeah, I think the collaborations that, that Jimmy Stack has throughout this short album, it's only eight songs, runs a little over 20 minutes. Um, but I mean, he's got Empress of on the, on the, um, on the opener, uh, Octavian, who also appeared on the, uh, Gorillaz album on Friday the 13th, I believe the song is. Um, Bareface is on here, although I don't know why, Corey. I don't know if you saw this, but that song is now blacked out I on my. I noticed that today. They didn't yeah, so I don't really know what's clear up with some that. Sample but... or I don't know. I'm not too sure, but Bareface from uh, Brockhampton, of course, he uh, is on that song, and uh, that was actually the weakest song I thought of the bunch, um, which is saying something because I'm a huge Bareface fan. Um, and then Aunt Clemens and Casey Hill, Casey Hill, um, of course. Uh, is on uh, Travis Scott's uh, Now 210 from uh, Rodeo, and she delivers a great, uh, a great uh, hook on that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, starting with the opener, Note to Self, featuring Empress of, uh, I was talking about James Blake transporting me to another place. Um, this opener sends me to another stratosphere, I think. It just, it just propels you Once somewhere, again. and I don't know where it takes you, but oh my, just strap in um, when you listen to this bad boy. Um, Genie and Sweet Summer just talked about those leading up to the release of this album. Really, really like those. Um, Lost Man with Octavian was a major highlight uh, for me. The production on this song is just crazy. And Octavian fits so seamlessly all, all throughout the track. Um, yeah, I can't say enough great things about this. Um, if you haven't heard of Jimmy Stack, do yourself a favor and uh, go give this one a spin. Yeah. I definitely liked this one. I felt it was more accessible, to use Corey's word, for a listener like me. I will admit, any music like this reminds me of the Chainsmokers, and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to immediately associate <laughs> Just like, I don't know, it makes me feel like I'm like in a club or something. But I liked it. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. I feel like the cover art, too, gave me like Chainsmoker vibes. Just because that's, that's like how it goes. I will say, told you I wasn't going to make this all Sean's hot takes, but... He does know music a little better than me. So when we were listening to it, he was like, oh, space between notes. So trendy. Like, I guess that sound is just familiar in a way. But I liked it. I did like it. It was fun. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it, it transported me to a different stratosphere. But I would say. That's because you that don't have Sony's headphones to. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe listening to it on my work laptop was not the right, like, audio. But I will say I would probably listen to it again. Very nice. I think we're going to jump into an album just titled Songs by Adrian Lenker, a solo project from the Big Thief lead singer, an album born out of a breakup, and it was entirely recorded at a cabin in Massachusetts. Her acoustic Whoa. guitar is the only sound you'll hear on this album outside of Lenker's voice. Um, so it gives it a very 
intimate feel. Um, and, I, and I've raved about her songwriting on Big Thief Records, and th this is no different. Here we find Adrienne experiencing deep loss and regret and sadness, her structure and rhymes. They, they always have like this nursery rhyme feel to me at times. Um, at first, I was a, a little taken aback just <laughs> at how sad and helpless it felt, and I didn't think I'd go back to it, but I really have, and it is so poetic. Um, each listen brings me closer to that cabin, you know? So, uh, I, I think this is a really good album. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much I'll continue listening to it just because it is such a intense listen, but yeah, certainly yeah. has grown on me after a few lessons. It was very pretty and the sadness I feel like was very dominant and I did a little Googling because I was listening and I was like, what's going on with this girl? Why is she so sad? And yeah, very interesting. I, the second I heard it, I felt like I wanted to make one of the songs my alarm clock as like a gentle awakening into the day, kind of ignoring the lyrics, but it just had like, I don't know, it's just pretty. It just feels like a mellow, pretty thing to listen to. Yeah. I, I, I do think the guitar gave it a much more gentle, pretty feel than a lot of Big Thief and her, her other solo work, so... I yeah, I kind—I mean, it's not the same thing, but um, if you remember Corey, the Mount Mount Erie album from a couple years ago, that one is kind of—it's not the same thing, but it's very minimal instrumentation, mostly acoustic guitar. Um, where the lead singer—I'm blanking on his name—but the entire album is about um, uh, uh, his wife passing away, so it is just a heavy, heavy album. It's a great album, but. Um, I, don't, I haven't really gone back to it in a year or so uh, just because it's just a very, um, very heavy listen. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's tough to, tough to get through all of it sometimes. But so I kind of I, um, kind of made me think of that. Nice. Jack, do Good you have any more albums or is it just kind of me? <laughs> Dude, I'm 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 pretty much done. I said I said my piece. I'll probably add some things here uh, as you talk. I I just wrote down a couple sentences for the pop EP. This place. Oh yeah, sucks yeah, yeah. ass. Um, and great title. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's fitting. Their pop. Their last album was titled Morbid Stuff, and it love that it one. It was yeah that that was an album I wasn't expecting to like from. They're, they're like this post, sorry, punk pop band. Um, they're from Canada, and they like to vent about their anger surrounding COVID, 2020, and much more. Um, it, it's definitely a little nihilistic um, for my liking at times, but um, I found the CP to be a nice temporary release sometimes. So I'd recommend that if you're... If you're into that more um, punk sound, the last, I, I don't know if anyone else had anything to add there, but the last album I really wanted to talk about was Open Mike Eagle. 
um, his new album titled Anime, Trauma, and Divorce. I'm not usually a comedy music fan. Maybe that's the wrong classifications, but especially when it's in rap. Um, but I, I think Mike is brilliant on this one. It's bleak. It's self-deprecating. He uses anime as a metaphor for his pain and divorce. Um, the song, What the Fuck is Self-Care, is a hilarious bit on the different avenues he's explored to improve his mental health. Um, on the eighth track, he repeats the refrain, the Black Mirror episode ruined my marriage, and I really want to know what episode he's talking about. I thought that song was pretty, pretty genius. Um, some of the beats and his voice inflections are a bit of a turnoff for me at times, but it's rare I, I can enjoy a quote-unquote comedy album like this, and I think it was executed pretty masterfully. I didn't know that a comedy album was a thing. I mean, maybe that's the wrong thing to call it. Open Mike Eagle is a is a comedian as, as well as an oh. artist. Yeah. Well, that um, makes sense now. Open Mike. I was wondering yes. where that came from. I also the maybe the first song or the second song that I listened to was the "What the Fuck Is Self Care" because I just thought that was such a funny title, and I really liked it thought it was funny so if it's a comedy album it worked it worked i liked it, it. sweatpants spider-man another another gem on there um tess <laughs> title <laughs> tess let's let tess talk about how much she doesn't like snot before i <laughs> talk about the fact that i liked it go ahead listen i don't have beef with snot I just didn't, it just was absolutely my least favorite of the ones that you guys sent me. Right. And I just don't really get what he's trying to say. So maybe you can tell me, but I didn't feel like, I don't know, I didn't really pick up on like the, the idea. Sure. And I will be honest. I, I, I don't the think name, there's a big idea. I'll start there. Yeah. I think okay. I think he's 20 years old, something like that. He dropped Is he his that, yeah? debut album, started this year, Tragedy, we talked about a little bit. I thought this was a step yeah. up from there, and I think he explored some different sounds on this one. He's definitely got some of that emo rap, Juice World influence, but mm -hmm. his bread and butter has kind of been like the more aggressive, I'm young, I'm maybe a little misogynistic type of vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I can see why that would not resonate. Um, yeah, but. just like I would say moms and babysitters are your target audience, I would say that those are not yeah. his target audience. For the babysitters listening tonight, yeah. do not put this one on for the baby. <laughs> this is not for stick, the baby. Stick with folklore and... Honestly, don't even get into Adrian Lenker. Um, yeah. <laughs> That'll just make the babies cry more. That might be worse than snot. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen. Don't do that to Adrian. Uh, there's, there's a few more albums I just want to mention. Uh, Black Thought released his third volume of Stream of Thought. This one, Cain and Abel. Black Thought's a legend in the game. Uh, Bob Moses. 
This was a Charlie recommendation that dropped back Charlie in August. Charlie would kill us if we didn't mention Bob, Bob Moses this episode. Yeah, this it, – it, it's not a genre sound I listen to very much, but it is easy, easy to understand why Charlie really loved this one. Um, Bring Me the Horizon, I think we talked about in our very first Isopod show, and yep. today was my first time listening to this album, and it is – Wow, one second they're screaming, next it's like these ballads, and I, I I need to give it more time. But that was an album that came out since last episode. Omar Apollo dropped Apollonia, Apollonio, Apollonia, Apollonia. Kind of a surprise. I didn't realize it was coming out. Most of the songs were singles he's dropped throughout the year, so not super exciting. But mm-hmm. we love Omar Apollo here on the show. Um, sure. And last. Davis uh, recommended a album I listened to, Ether Light by Vundabar. I hope I'm pronouncing that pronouncing that correctly. Uh, it came out back in March, and it's a very accessible soft rock album. Um, maybe the Babysitters will like that one. Um, do we want to talk about Ariana real quick? That that's oh, we do. Before before uh, we yeah, jump into that. perfect playlist. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of have made it a habit not to uh, talk about albums we don't like too much recently, but um, here we are. Like you don't want to hate on albums. Right. I mean, just yeah, with the amount of time we take <laughs> off, and then move on. It's, it's nice to focus on the, song, the albums we really like, but... Right. I don't dislike this album. I don't... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I dislike it either. I would say you guys probably have a more articulate way of describing this, but I feel similar to Folklore, similar to some other albums kind of in their world that are coming out right now, they're very quarantine-y. They're very like mellow, reflective type albums. And when I listen to this compared, I mean, one... She's talking a lot about having sex. And to me, it felt like post-breakup, getting out there, flirty, but also in quarantine where you can't really do that. So mm. it's like even more on your mind. Like it it was like every single song was about that in a way, but none of them were like a relationship. So it, I don't know. I I liked it, but it definitely felt different. I also feel like I missed like a good Ariana run. Like she never like went for it compared to some other albums where she just Yeah, had, this like, felt crazy... very safe. Yeah. And, and that's like my favorite part about her. Right. I, I, I just feel like for an artist like Ariana, I mean she she's not a her, her strength is her vocals, her vocal range, right. her, it's not even close. her melodies, her inflections. It's not her songwriting. And so I think she really has to lean or doesn't have, she, she should be leaning on production and these beats. I mean, when Jack and I were listening to it, it was like, Oh yeah, this is a new song. It's exciting. And then like the beat just did the same thing for the next three minutes and Ariana like did her thing, but it just got boring and she didn't take any risks. And there were some, there were some moments on there where, 
I was listening and I was like, oh, she's like really trying to go for it right here. But then it would like go back to that safe place. And then I was Which like, is- no, like just keep going with your voice. Like I was, I don't know. There was one song at the tail end. I forgot what it's called, but um, where her voice just carried that song. The production was terrible. Songwriting was not interesting, but her voice was so compelling that you just had to listen. I mean, even the track um, with The weekend, I thought both of them sounded yeah. gorgeous and the beat yeah. was just kind of there. There's no God yeah. is a woman on here. There's no NASA on exactly. here. There's exactly. There's no, there's no breathing no. or no tears left to Ghosting. cry. She she has yeah, better. I, this is this is a step oh. in the wrong direction, and and she'll she'll learn from it. It's fine. Yeah, she'll bounce back. Um, not to put you on a tangent, but which do you prefer? Which do you think is better, sweetener or thank you next? Jack has been on record saying it's sweetener, right? I agree. I, well, not to did I say it's sweetener? That. I thought I said sweetener and then I backtracked. Maybe oh, really? maybe I'm wrong, but but um, um that's hard for me because I. I think it's close. Yeah, I, I I was I was pretty late to the Ariana parade, and I mean I, I'm not I, I wasn't a huge pop fan, so I think Thank You Next I that was kind of when I got excited her about her like during that um, album rollout run. Um, so I I think I still prefer that album, even though God is God is a Woman's her best song. In yeah, my, in my favorite. Ah, uh, Corey. That makes me okay. love you because I love it. Let's jump into the, uh, a segment the the fans have been begging us for. Um, Absolutely begging. Not Battle Bruin, or sorry, yeah, not Battle Bruin, <laughs> not, but a Battle Bruin. <laughs> the perfect playlist. Who wants to go first? Dun 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 dun. Wait, so tell me a little bit about this because i saw that you have the perfect playlist on spotify yes so for all the fans out there if this is your first time no problem it's it's really quite simple jack and i and we we've had a few guests we've had a few guest submissions we were asking for submissions at one point and people would record um a song they think that is perfect and then just explain why in less than a minute that's all it is and you get added to the playlist and it's a Yep. Playlist of yep. perfect songs because yep. every playlist should be, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I think the last time we um, we did a segment like this, it was when we had Charlie on the show, if I'm not mistaken, which was months ago. Um, I think it was like maybe it was like right at the start of COVID. I'm not too sure, but it was a, it was a long time ago. Um, but I can I can start I can yeah, start please. this off here, you guys. We've we've gone long um, already. Jump in there. So I, I, I hope that I'm not taking anybody's pick. I don't think I am. Highly unlikely. Um, highly, highly doubtful. But I, uh, my perfect song this time around is called Promise by Ben Howard. Now, if you don't know who Ben Howard is, um, go listen to Every Kingdom, which was his debut album. And yeah, just that, that's his best album, his debut Front to back, I think it's just phenomenal. Um, but Promise is the last song on there, and I can never get enough of this song. I've listened to it for years. It hits different every time I listen to it. Um, I think now, 
I listened to it one time, like two years ago. This is like a little story time here, but I listened to it like two years ago when I was I was on a camping trip in Santa Barbara and just sitting under the stars next to a campfire, listening to this song. It is just perfect, just perfect. So it just always takes me back to that place now where whenever I listen to it, it takes me to uh, Santa Barbara. Um, but Ben Howard, you know, this song's got soft acoustic string. Uh, strings all over it. Um, ben swooning vocals. Oh, yeah. Perfect track. I'll have to give that one a listen. Tess, you want to go next? Why may I submit? May I submit too? Oh my gosh. <laughs> or if you make me choose one, I'll choose one. <laughs> <laughs> But I have too. And I've been thinking about it all week. And I have been asking other people. Um, and many people Boy. feel that this is a great question, but also a confusing question. I'm not necessarily looking for other people's opinions because it's not your favorite song necessarily. No, it's just a song that you, you find. Yeah. I did think one that maybe you guys, I would be curious what your thoughts on. This is not mine, <laughs> but my co-worker who probably has similar music taste to what you guys have said he thinks feeling Whitney by post Malone is a perfect song. Um, he would be wrong, but that's a <laughs> post Malone fan. I, he's wrong. Okay. That's, that's all right. Okay. Well, that is very different we'll from mine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, he would be good. Yeah, I was just gonna say, <laughs> there are a lot of people in my life who had a lot of opinions on this show and what they would say on this show. But well, tell tell them to submit their picks. We still have an email you can. Send <laughs> we still don't know your pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My my goal on this podcast is to just make you guys go way longer than you want to. Please, dear God, just Longest tell us episode in history so far. We're going back to your hour and a half long episodes, okay? Bring it back to the good old days. Um, do you get like charged per minute that you upload or something? Okay. My number one, if I have to rank them, and I will tell my number two, my number one is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Why? Okay. Because I think it like told a story and spoke a story that was not being told and that was not popular in music. It was very sad. It was um, a really difficult, struggling story that she was telling. And it was so, so good. And then obviously she just has such a good voice and such a unique voice and everyone recognizes her voice and everyone is redoing that song because it's so awesome and there have been some great great new versions of it but no one's ever gonna meet it because no one's ever gonna match her voice on it so they have to like change the production and everything but I just think it's a perfect song great pick what's we'll let what's number two Okay, number two, I won't give an explanation for. Right. Because I know you're being charged per minute. Doesn't count. All right, keep going. Um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Nice. <laughs> now, now Just is that in only time. Because of. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. <laughs> that's a great pick, too. It, that, that, that's the one that's like charted recently yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm taking it back to 1998, <laughs> the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh. But baby. it's not even the one you think. It's to no, Zion. It has to be. Featuring Carlos Santana on guitar oh. and owed to her first child, Zion Wood. Um, the track. Wait, that's the one I thought you would pick. That's a great. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's seven songs you can pick on there, but the the, the, the track Sorry, opens with this iconic Santana guitar riff, accompanied by a a speaking Lauren and then the drums and. The first verse is a glimpse at a pregnant Miss Lauren Hill, uh, overwhelmed by her choice to conceive, ignoring the advice of her closest friends and who advised her against it for her career. Um, she instead listened to her heart. The chorus is this beautiful to Zion, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Um, but the, the, the second verse is about falling in love with Zion, the baby, um, the joy of my world is in Zion. That chorus is also a reference to Jerusalem, which is made evident as she repeats, marching, 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 marching to Zion, marching, marching, marching to Zion, um, throughout like two minutes of, at the end of the song, um, where Mount Zion represents that duality of her son and this holy place. Um, and then with about a minute and a half to go in the song, it's a six minute song, um, the outro fades to the the school classroom skit that is present throughout um, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and in it, the teacher has this very wholesome conversation about love and what it means to be in love with these. I, I don't know how young they're supposed to be, but like first graders, second graders, and classic album, perfect song to Zion. There it is. Speechless. They, 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 they have nothing to say. Speechless. No words. Yeah. That's my favorite from Lauren Hills as well. Um, absolutely. Great, great choice. And Fast Car too. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, Tess. Since we can never do it, can you uh, end the episode for us? End the episode? Who, who would you like Close to thank out. today? We've been doing Who would the I like to thank today? Yes. I would like to thank the voters from Michigan and Wisconsin for specifically those of Wisconsin who are Green Bay Packers fans as well. Absolutely. Um, Jack can get behind that one. And speaking of which, I'd like to thank Aaron Rodgers. I... Cut her, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to thank... Um, Corey and Jack for allowing me to be on this podcast, even though I was probably very low on your list of ideal guests. Right and, behind Vin Staples. And hopefully right behind Snot. <laughs> um, hopefully, would you take Snot over me? Um, we'll, we'll bring both of you <laughs> on for a nice battle brewing sometime. Um, like what they're doing. Brewing. Yeah. What they're doing with the election right now, where they have both sides on, um, that would be quite the battle. Um, yeah, I'd just like to thank y'all, and fingers crossed that my recording worked. That's right. If you're hearing this, it's we did too something late. Right. <laughs> oh, Thanks well. to you, our listener, as always. Um, we wouldn't be here without you. Are you talking to me or talking to your one listener? <laughs> Either way.
It's the same person. By this point. <laughs> Do I stop my recording? <laughs> Do I stop my recording? <laughs> Just keep going.